What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Another episode of Ramble with Russell, episode 413 of my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling right here on the Talk Shoe Network. Got a terrific show lined up for you today, a nice variety of stuff to talk about. We're going to start things off by going back into TV's history, just a few years, to the fourth and final season of Mork and Mindy, starring Robin Williams and Pam Dauber, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Video. Let me go a little bit forward into the present with another great horror release from the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Video. It is Housebound, a, a Aussie Australi- Australian horror movie with a twist. Then we go we keep with the horror theme and go to the uh, another new horror release from the great folks at Sony Home Video. It is The Remaining, where it's the end of the world and they know it and they don't feel so good. And then we go from end-of-the-world movies to heroes that try to stop that every time they go out and bust a butt. It is my book review of The Avengers, The Ultimate Guide to Earth's Mightiest Heroes, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. That's all here, right here on Ramble with Russell. So we're going to take a little musical interlude right up with the first review of the show. My TV show on DVD review for this episode is Mork and Mindy, the complete season four, courtesy of the great folks of Paramount Home Video. Now, Mork and Mindy has a very interesting video release. Seasons one and two came out years ago, and season three came out much later. And much like Happy Days, we didn't get a fourth season of, of Mork and Mindy for quite some time. And, and of course, a lot of this is spurred on the event because of the death of Robin Williams. But it just uh, amazes me why, why studios sit on releases so long. So finally, after years of having the first three volumes, we finally have the fourth and final season of Mork and Mindy. And now, uh, this is one of my favorite shows from the, the late 70s, early 80s. Robin Williams was extremely young back then. And and you, you watch him talk about this in interviews uh, that he did before he died on Letterman stuff. And a lot of times he was doing this show, he was pretty high on drugs. And and that and if you keep that in mind, you go, okay, that's where his manic performance is. And I think that, that really kind of um, threw him off uh, through producers of of the show off when they when they tried to write for the guy, because it it is a really wacky comedy and and they said much much like much like the the original uh, Happy Days releases Paramount just sat on this this release for a long time like Mark and Mindy season one came out back in two thousand and four 
which, you know, uh, more than a decade ago. The uh, Mork and Mindy Season 2, that came out not too long after that. Well, there was a bit of a gap. Again, another gap of three years in 2007. And then Season 3 came out. Now, uh, with, with another gap, and that didn't come out. Well, that was a shorter gap. That was November 27th, 2007. So between two and three, it was quick. But we've had, you know, uh, a seven-year wait, practically, for <laughs> the fourth season. The fourth season, Mork and Minnie brought a lot of changes to the cast. After, you know, kind of dating and seeing each other for three seasons, Mork finally proposes to Mindy, and they get married really quickly in the show. And and we find out that, uh, unfortunately for Mork, on Ork, marriage has been banned. And even though he technically got married on another planet, Orson says, no, I don't want you to do this. And Mork goes, what are you going to do to stop me? And he, Orson goes, what about I turn you into a dog? So, <laughs> we, have, we have this funny element and they, they do this really good with makeup where, where you see Mork slowly turning into a dog and there's there's a bit of a, a cliffhanger when it comes to the wedding um that that leads to to um them taking a trip to orc where where mindy is the one who feels like she's an alien and 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 you know and that's how the season kicks off and shortly after that season kicks off we have Mirth. Yes, Jonathan Winters joins the cast of the show. Now, if you know about Mork and Mindy, they, they established well in early on in the show that Orkins age backwards. So they start out as old people and then they die as a kid. So so it, it if you've been following Mork and Mindy, you kind of it's not too surprised that when they have a child, it's 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 a man child in the form of Jonathan Winters who plays Mirth, which is their Mork and Mindy's names and Earth mixed together, if that makes any sense to you. So so, so he gets introduced to the cast. And I got to say, the, the, the chemistry between Williams and Winters is really funny. There's, there's at least two or three episodes where the two of them just go off on a, on a comedy bit together. <laughs> and you can tell that Pam Dauber was doing her best not to crack up during this because they just those two are just make a really funny team that uh, this is the fourth season uh, in addition to mirth being born uh, is a very interesting season you go to um him you know uh, them adapting to him being in the world um uh, later on in this season we get introduced to a another alien called kalnick played by joe ragabuto who of course would go on to be on murphy brown and and we got a lot of guest stars in this fourth season. I don't know if they sensed this was the last season, but they loaded this thing up with guest stars. And in one episode, you have not only John Larroquette, but Richard Mole. Uh, before, they were a Night Court guest star in an episode where they played cultists. So they both guest starred together, which is kind of cool. Uh, Tracy Austin, a tennis sensation of the day, guest stars in it. Barbara Billingsley from Leave it to Beaver guest stars in... In episode with a very unlikely role. And and even William Shatner himself does a brief little cameo as himself in it. And and it and, and it's really funny. It's just Shatner being Shatner. Now, the thing about Mork and Mindy is that unfortunately a lot of the humor, and this maybe go over some of the younger kids, a lot of the humor that, that Mork does is topical of the day humor. So a lot of the jokes he cracks, you really have to keep in mind the time frame of when this was recorded back in 1982. And the jokes are relevant for then, but unless 
you know, you know, you were you were alive back then. A lot of that humor is going to go <laughs> right over your head, and and you're not going to get it. So it, it, it there's there's quite a few very um, dated jokes in here, but they're still funny. But you, you some of the younger generation is not going to say where, where why is this funny because they don't know about what he's making fun of. So that is that. Um, for extras, you don't have a lot. Uh, in this set, unfortunately, you do get gag reels on each of the three discs in this set. So about six minutes each, about 18 minutes worth of just Robin Williams goofing up on the set, which which is funny to see. Uh, you do get in this one two Happy Days episodes where 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 Mork um, appears. You get the debut of Mork uh, in, in this one and you get his first and his last appearance on Happy Days. For some reason, and I don't know why they didn't include this in this set, they didn't include his second appearance in Happy Days because he did make three where he comes back and he meets up with the Fonz and goes on a very awkward date with Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. So... <laughs> If you want that episode, you got to um, look at a previous Happy Days set. So so that's in this. It would have been nice, uh, you know, if they would have included maybe some behind the scenes, a featurette, even if it was something dated from the 1980s, just to kind of throw in there, even audio commentary since this is the last season. It would have been nice to have that kind of extra. Unfortunately, Paramount doesn't do a lot of extras when it comes to these older TV shows. So you get what you get. Overall, this was a, a, a fun trip down memory lane. Uh, you know, I the, the, the two actors are just hilarious. You do get, in this last season, some appearances by Mindy's father, Frederick McConnell, played by Conrad Janis. And you get some, uh, some brief appearances by uh, Elizabeth Kerr, who plays Cora Hudson, Fre- uh, Fred's mother-in-law, and, and, and Mindy's grandmother. And you get uh, just a few appearances by Exodor, played by Robert Donner. Exodor is one of my favorite characters from Work and He's kind of like, in a way, Kramer, really, from Seinfeld. But he's only in a few episodes. But the ones he's in, he's just <laughs> crazy as ever. Overall, uh, a fun farewell to to a a, a, a series. The, the, the one thing is the ending to this show. And I'd forgot about this, because, hell, it's been, you know... Over 30 years since I've seen the show. Um, the ending is kind of weird. And, and I'd love to talk to Gary Marshall about this. The, 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 last, the, the last, there's last four episodes of the show, there, there, there's this big three-story arc with Kalnick from Neptune hunting down Mork and Mindy uh, because he wants to kill them. And, and the second to last episode, and this is a slight spoiler here, ends with Mork and Mindy in a time warp trying to escape Kalnick and get home. And then we go from that cliffhanger ending to another episode where it's back to business as usual. And and like the previous episodes, never even freaking happened. And so it's really weird. And I, I did some hunting around the, the internet on this because this had me perplexed. And and I have two two shades to the story. And, and maybe, Ramblers, you can clear this up for me. Hell, Gary Marshall, give me a call. Um, one, uh, one thought is, is that because the, 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 the show got canceled, they had intended the, the time travel, uh, gotta run part three to be a season finale. And they were going to resolve that season five since season five didn't happen. The, the producers of the show said, 
oh shoot, we, we can't end this way. It's a big elk. It's not the note we want to go out on the show on. So they filmed another episode, the Mork Report, to kind of say, okay, this is how we're going to make the final episode. There, there's talk that 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 episode was filmed that way ahead of time or or they filmed it in reaction to there's there's varying reports that Gary Marshall says that they didn't do that but other sources say that he did so you take that as you will it still is a very weird ending to the show because we really don't get a resolution to gotta run three so I don't know you you take that what you will. Uh, as as always in Mark and Mindy, back in the day, I, I gotta give props to the special effects department of that show for for a show that used no CGI. Some of the some of the effects they did were were pretty cool, and and considering they did this in front of a live studio audience, you know, pretty impressive, and and um, and, and and fun, and it's in own kind of charming way. And and as always with Mork and Mindy, I challenge you to watch that show enough and and, and not that theme song stick in your head because it will. Well, so that is my take of Mork and Mindy for the fourth and final season on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Video. Blu-ray horror movie review for this episode is Housebound, courtesy of Anchor Bay Home Video. 
Now, this is a very interesting horror movie. It, it It's actually from Australia, and you can really tell right away. The movie stars Morgana O'Reilly as Kylie Bucknell. She is a, a I don't know, juvenile delinquent, a, a really woman, and he establishes right at the start of the movie that she is just one troublemaking girl. And at the start of the movie, she gets busted for trying to rob an ATM and gets kind of, um, well, she gets paroled, but she gets confined to her parents' house, or she gets ankle bracelet and combined confined to her parents home and and she's not really happy to have come home and and her um and her mom miriam played by rima t waita is not exactly too happy to see her either now now she comes home to this house and and realizes that there's maybe something else in this house that really isn't maybe happy that she's stuck there. Now, the back cover kind of hints that there's something supernatural in the house that really doesn't appreciate her being home. And and for a while in the in the st- story, you're kind of thinking, whoa, is it a ghost? Is this a ghost story? Is this a story of phantoms? Uh, no. I'm going to tell you, if, if you're looking for something kind of supernatural there are some creepy little moments in this movie but in the end it's not really a ghost story i don't want to say much more than that because i'll spoil the plot but but it it really is kind of what i i'd call a comedy horror there are some really truly moments in it but but there are some genuinely comedic moments as well so so i said kylie has to move back in with her mother and her and her stepdad and, and there's something else kind of in there as well. So it, it really is uh, a kind of suspense mystery. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of nice to see uh, a, uh, an Australian kind of a picture. And it, it definitely does deliver some nice little twists and turns. There is commentary by the filmmakers. Uh, you do have that and you do get deleted scenes. That's your only kind of behind the scenes in making the movie. Uh, overall, it is fun. I, I haven't seen these actors before, so it's kind of hard for me to judge if they've done anything better. But uh, if you're looking for uh, a spooky movie with, with I'm not going to say there's no gore <laughs> in it. Um, there is some, uh, but but it, it really has kept a minimal. A lot of the suspense is just stuff you don't see and, and the kind of... Um, you know that kind of oh there's there's a sound or something going on but you can't see what the hell it is kind of spookiness and there are some general spooky moments to it the the ending is 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 a as a classic kind of oh you think the movie's over well maybe it isn't <laughs> ending to it but it it is something different and it's it's a nice it's nice i'd, I'd say it's a horror-omedy, a horror comedy although i don't know how much of the comedy sometimes is intentional so that is my take of Housebound on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Video. Daylight.
times I caught you staring, wondering if you could be caring. How my lonely heart is faring on the sleeve that I am wearing. All those times we spent together, as I sit here wondering whether there's a way that you could get her off your mind and like me better. Like me better, why don't you like me better? And tomorrow there'll be nothing left of this sorrow. chance I could love you and if I had the chance I could be part of you but I won't get it cause you won't let it yet you won't let it yet and yet Blu-ray movie review for this episode is The Remaining, courtesy of Sony Home Video. Now, this is an interesting little movie. It's it's a post-apocalyptic, kind of supernatural, slightly biblical thriller. The The story revolves ar- around a bunch of survivors, and this, this the movie starts off very incongruous. For the first little bit of the movie, it's like, oh, look, it's friends gathering at a wedding, and, and there's a celebration. And, and then, of course, you know, movies, weddings rarely ever go well. And and this, the celebration the, inter, uh, the the movie is interrupted by apocalyptic events forcing the, the 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 wedding party to run and flee for their lives. And the premise of this movie is basically, you know, the the the, the Almighty in, in the high heaven has said, "Screw you, humans! I gave you a chance." Here we go. The rapture is coming. And for all you non-religious people, and I'm not a religious person, I just hear things. The rapture is, in biblical terms, it's like, okay, the, the God has had enough of, of the human race. He takes all good people on the planet, you know, yanks their souls from their body, takes them to heaven, and then everybody else, you just stay on the earth and you just rot in the hell. I'm going to befall upon you. You know, tough it. You blew it. You weren't religious enough. You gotta suck it. 
So, so eventually, and no, no offense to you religious people out there, but the rapture in this movie is, is kind of portrayed as God telling all of you non-religious people, suck it. You know, yeah, you know, you didn't believe I- I'm going to make your life miserable. Enjoy. So, so this is what happens. The, the, the so, so it, so it centers around the, the small group of survivors from this wedding party trying to make sense of, of the world and it's, and it's, and reevaluating in the, it's the, their faith, I guess, if you will. I have to say that the special effects in this movie are pretty damn cool. This is that it probably is the highlight of, of, of this movie. And there are some genuinely creepy moments in this movie. There are some moments you're going, and, and I like some of the, the camera angles they used. What what kind of throws me with this movie, and I haven't seen this very often. It, it, it's 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 a religious movie that that is that is kind of um, disguised as one as a, a religious movie disguised in in the disguise of a supernatural thriller. Now, your main star in this movie is Alexa Vega, play who plays Skyler. She's the bride of the wedding party. Now, the name may not ring a bell to you if you're not a child but alexa vega was was one of the main kids in the spy kids movies which came out quite a few years ago so she was one of the main kids in that franchise that's how i recognized her and she's all grown up now and and she has a very interesting role in this so it, it it's 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 a supernatural movie there's a lot of shaky cam um there's a bit of shaky cam there's a bit of you know people being yanked away in the dark and a lot of reevaluation. And at the end of the movie, not to spoil things, it, it kind of it kind of comes down to a point where it says, you know, if 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 if, if you you know uh, affirm your faith and you truly believe in God, then you know then then your soul will be lifted to the heavens and you'll enjoy the afterlife. And if you don't, well, you're boned. You know, demons are are really angels with an attitude are going to come down and just rip you to shreds or, or send you to hell or something. And, and you're all boned. And, and that's, that's <laughs> the message of this movie is giving you, it, which is really weird, but, but it's, I don't think I've ever seen a movie on the rapture before. Cause that's pretty much what it is for special features. Uh, you do have the making of the remaining and the deleted scene and the making of, yeah, they, they really kind of, emphasize home the same yeah you know if you didn't catch up about catch up you know catch on to the religious aspects of the movie while watching it yeah that's, that's what we are really trying to do with this we're trying to make a a, a mainstreamy religiously preachy movie without thumping you too hard but at least thumping you a little bit to see if we can log something use loose so so that's kind of it um there's really in in my opinion no other really big stars in this one except uh uh alexa vega i really don't recognize any of the other actors i uh, for the effects it it's 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 fun that there, there are some really cool special effects and and there are some moments in in the movie uh but but i i i don't know if this you know if, if you're trying to get a um Religious attitude out of this one, I think you're maybe going about it um, the wrong way. 
because uh, to me, if you're trying to send this movie, does not send a message that God is good and forgiving and and he's a nice dude. It kind of portrays him as a douche and kind of vengeful and believe in me or, or suffer, really. And and that that's my interpretation. I'm not out to offend anybody religiously, but that's kind of um, how I interpret this movie. Uh, so th- that's how you want it. Uh, it. It's it's great for effects, but I don't know beyond that if if that's something that's going to interest you. So that is my take of the remaining on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Video.
beginning of a new one Yes, it's the end of a world And the beginning of a new dawn It's the end of a world And the beginning of a new one Yes, it's the end of a world And the beginning of a new dawn My book review for this episode is The Avengers, The Ultimate Guide to Earth's Mightiest Heroes by Scott Beatty, Alan Coswell, and Alistair Dougal, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. Now, this is another great hardcover, hardcover book by DK and, and is over 190 pages long. What this book does, and, and I, I'd like to see more books like this, this chronicles the Avengers from their very start, their very first issue back in the 1960s, right up until present day. Not only does it give you a dossier of each of the main characters, you know, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, all in the founding members, but it also kind of follows the team throughout decades worth of history it goes decade by decade shows what happens to the team in each of the con each of the as, as in each of the comics goes along chronicles major events like the Cree skull scroll war which happened uh, quite a few years ago right up into the avengers academy so it really is probably the most detailed look i've ever seen of these characters it, it, it's just i you know it's one i mean i've I've been an off and on fan of the Avengers. I, uh, you know, I'm if, if I had to choose, I'm more of a Justice League kind of guy. But I've always kind of half followed the, the characters, and uh, what's cool about this book is it's just a plethora of knowledge. And also with a lot of DK books, every once in a while you get a gorgeous two page spread of of a cover of one of the many Avengers comics comics over the past 50 years and and the the sheer amount of facts in this is amazing also what's kind of cool is is for each of the characters especially like uh, well, like like wasp you get a, a a look at all the various different costumes incarnations that the characters go through they they even cover the marvel zombies version <laughs> of the avengers so it really is a complete book. And it goes, you know, it gives you a, uh, a breakdown of year by year that you guys call this. It gives you uh, each of the, the various incarnations of the teams uh, involved. And even, you know, side event Avengers members like like Wolverine, of course, is member of the X-Men as well. So there's uh, a, a plethora of Avengers knowledge. If you wanted to learn everything about the Avengers in the last 50 years, including its inception, you cannot go wrong with this book. And I would love to see the equivalent of this for like Justice League or X-Men because you're talking other teams that have been around for ages. And and it's kind of neat to look back and say, holy crap, the, this team has gone through all of these changes since then. And it to me, it was a bit of a refresher course because I'm going like, okay, I remember reading about that back in the 70s and the 80s and 90s when I was really into comics. And then it, 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 you, it's a great way to catch up. You're going, oh, shit, all this other stuff happened since I haven't followed it on a super regular basis. It is really, to me, I don't know where you're going to find a more updated look 
at this team because the Avengers roster, God, has it changed a lot over the years. I mean, you've always kind of had the core of, you know, say Captain America, Hulk, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. But beyond that, there's been a lot of different things here. And it's really um, it's a great catch up. The artwork, you know, is is wide ranging. It really is really impressive. And it's it's one of the more, um, you know, you, you will learn. I, I don't think you can learn anything more out of this book. It, it is a really good kind of you want, you know, hey, you want all the Avengers? Well, this is the way to go. So, uh, so that is my take on the Avengers, the ultimate guide to Earth's mightiest heroes, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. Well, that's it for this episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed all the stuff I reviewed. As always, you can get in touch with me the number of ways. You can check me out on Twitter. I'm Rambling Russ on Twitter. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. Follow my Twitter page where I will be putting up images of all book covers of all the books that I review uh, from DK Publishing and and possibly some maybe um, pages from the books as well. We're going to see if we can work that out. So that that is something to check out. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be putting up um, book covers wherever, whenever I review books from them. As always, you can check out my original homepage on the internet, which is still up, uh, where I have eight plus years of podcasting goodness from from when I started back in 2006 right up until August of 2013. That's at http full colon backslash backslash ramblingrust.libsyn.com. Of course, you can check out all my new episodes right here on TalkShoe. I am show 18411. That is my show ID. And I encourage you to check out my page and leave a comment on my page. I always love to hear from the, from my listeners. And as always, you can check me out on iTunes. I'm in the iTunes store under podcasts. Coming up on future shows, got a lot of good stuff uh, coming out. A lot of good releases from the good folks at Mill Creek Home Video. Just a matter of getting through them all. That is a challenge. Got a couple of compilations uh, from them that look interesting. Scared Silly. These are 13 classic horror comedies. And Death's Door. 13 um, more, more kind of more modern scary movies. Also, The Cosby Show, seasons 5 and 6. Movie Finding Graceland. Movie Color of Time as well. And um, and and from the good folks at Anchor Bay, I have, uh, hopefully you're checking out in the near future, the movie's Bad Turn Worse, Alice Kills, Desecrated with Michael Ironside. And uh, from Paramount, House of Lies, Season 3, and Episodes, Season 3, starring Matt LeBlanc as himself. That's all coming up in future episodes of the show. As well, too, I'll be giving my video game reviews of the uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor and Escape Dead Island for the PS3, courtesy of GameAccess.ca. Currently, I'm working on Far Cry 4 for the PS3 and and trying to play my way through Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Danger of the Ooze for the Xbox 360. But we'll, we'll see about that one. Those are all video game reviews coming up in future editions of the show. One thing I want to add before I leave you for this episode, I did have a chance recently to catch up with a good friend of mine and producer, director, writer extraordinaire Matt Campagna. Longtime listeners of this show will know Matt 
that I met him years ago at PodCamp Toronto. And I, I've had him on the show. I've tried to catch him every time I go to PodCamp. And I've had him on the show numerous times. I even guessed on his show when he had the, the BSG cast during the, the BSG finale in Toronto. The finale party. I was actually on his show. So we've guessed it on each other's shows on numerous times. And he's just been a really busy guy writing and producing movies. He just recently had a movie that he wrote uh, that appeared on the sci-fi channel Mutant World last in November. So I had a chance to catch up with Matt and we talked about, had a lifelong conversation, one about the movie industry and then a second part about, um, you know, the first part was like just making movies and stuff and then the second part was more current and what, what things, you know, current movies and stuff and TV shows that are out there now. Uh, I'm going to work on um, editing that together, probably putting it into uh, a two-part uh, interview segment and, and, and possibly uh, that he'll become hopefully a regular on the show, depending on him and his time commitments because he's a busy guy. So that is coming up on a future episode of the show, maybe on a regular episode or on an extra. Not sure yet, but look for that in an upcoming show. Me and, and, and some, some, you know, industry talk with Matt Campagna. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.